Hello and welcome to Faith and Flagler. My name is Brian McMillan. I'm with the publisher of the Palm Coast Observer and Ormond Beach Observer. And also your host today, I have in the studio with me, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Levi Izagwi. You got it. I got Thank it right, right? We worked go. on that before, before the show started. Um, and um, Rabbi Levi is the rabbi with Chabad, Jewish Center of Palm Coast. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day, busy week to be on, be on the show with me. Oh, thank you, Brian. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for welcoming me, bringing me in. It's an opportunity. It's an honor. Absolutely. Very good. Well, um, and thank you to everyone who's listening uh, to Faith and Flagler because building faith strengthens our community. And uh, also thanks to Douglas Property and Development, Big John's Appliances, and Stevenson Wilcox and Associates for supporting um, supporting the show. So, um, Rabbi Levy Izagwi, um, I wanted to ask you, I, t- I mentioned earlier um, when we were setting this up that I wanted to talk about finding peace in a contentious world. And I think around that time, it, there was, there has been this vandalism in Palm coast or in Flagler beach. Um, a, an Israeli family, uh, the Oshri family, we actually report reported about them in the newspaper this week. Um, there was anti-Semitic, you know, spray paint on their, on their, on their building. And I just felt sick about it. And I think so many people in the community feel the same way. And I can only imagine how the Jewish community is feeling in in the in the community. And I just wondered if you can tell us, you know, what your thoughts are. If you can, and, and how do you, how do we go from that? How do you react to that? And then how do you find peace in a contentious world when that's what's going on, you know, in 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 the world? Well, I'll tell you. Firstly, I want to um, take the opportunity to thank uh, the chief of police. I spoke with him, Matt, Matt Downey in Flagler yep. Beach, yep. and he told me he's doing everything he can to uh, make sure to whoever did that will be uh, accounted for. And yep. um, so we really do appreciate that. And uh, the Oshiri family, tomorrow that we know them very well. Yeah, uh, they they come to our synagogue awesome. okay. often, um, and uh, as well as you know, there's a, another facility over there, the Bank of America. We know the owners. Um, we know what's happening over there, and. Uh, you know, hey, what should I say? As a Jew and to the Jewish community at large, we we went through a lot. We experienced a lot. And we are not someone which is afraid. We are proud Jews. We always will be proud Jews. And I believe, and I think I'm going to go right into your your question, is mm-hmm. that we bring kindness. We bring love. And when there's a lot of negativity, mm-hmm. how do we fight that negativity? Is lighting a light. You know, every year we put up a menorah at the Veterans Park in Flagler Beach. And we're going to put it up again this year, right there, to show the world, to show, you know, the community that we don't get, you know, thrown down like that. We're proud Jewish people. And there's going to be some crazies out there, you know, that's just it, it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not going to let this stop who we are and what we believe in and our faith in God. Well, it's at a difficult time. Um, how people respond in that moment says a whole lot. And when you're saying respond with kindness, with lighting a light, uh, that's, that, that's, that's amazing. It's very inspiring. And I hope that, you know, hope that people will, will recognize that and, and, and understand, you know, what, what, 
Jews are all about and what 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 the what Judaism was all about. Well, thank you. I'll tell you even more. I'll yeah. just uh, concentrate on that a drop more. Is that you know when God created the world, the first time there was negativity and death in the world. That was uh, Adam and Eve. Their son, Cain, killed Hevel. Right? We know the story and. They didn't know what to do. How do we deal with death? You know, 25% of the world just got wiped off. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the Medrash, which is a commentary on the Torah and the, and the Bible, it says that uh, a raven came and said, I'll teach Adam and Eve what to do and, and buried another raven, which was dead. Hmm. And Adam learned from that. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to bury your dead. And the commentaries go even more and said, it's not so much about the burying, it's that there is an act of kindness done. The greatest kindness you could do for someone is actually doing something they can't say thank you. When you bury someone, they're not going to say thank you. You bury, you're doing so much kindness. So right in the beginning of creation, God taught us already this idea of love and kindness. And ravens in their nature aren't kind animals, <laughs> but they went against their nature mm-hmm. to show love. And that's what we do. And we're going to show kindness. We're going to be a brighter uh, uh, a brighter light, and everybody has this ability to do that. It's, it's how God created the world, and kindness trumps hate. Yeah, and you said go against your nature. I mean, right. we're all kind of um, we're we're all kind of prone to this first reaction, which is to you know fight back or to yeah. to lash back to get revenge or right. something. But um, we how how do we overcome that? That's a good question, Brian. <laughs> Naturally, um, we get upset and we get angry, and we do have to be firm. You know, there is an element of firmness. You know, Torah was given on uh, Mount Sinai. They say, "Why well, was it on this Mount Sinai? It was a small mountain. It should have been, you know, in a valley if it's trying to show humbleness and small. Mm. Because you got to have a mountain once in a while. You got to be firm. You got to be <laughs> have a backbone, but yeah. it has to be humble. And um, you know, it might not be my natural instinct to be. You know, someone's natural instinct to be kind and everything, but we have to go out of that to show that kindness. And kindness, truth always prevails. It always does. It always will. And this is what we concentrate on. Kindness and truth will always prevail. Oh, 100%. It might not feel like it in certain moments. Nope. And not only that, um, it might be difficult to even hear at certain moments. Yeah. And I want to tell it to people in certain moments. Sometimes it feels like weakness. Yeah. But... But uh, it, in the end, it prevails. It does, yep. Um, well, I wanted to – I know that um, Hanukkah is coming up. Um, and, um, you know, did, I did a little bit of reading about Hanukkah. I'm not an expert. You know, you're, you're talking about Cain and Hevel. And, of course, I'm thinking Cain and Abel. Right, right. You sorry, know, right. I, but no, the, please, I, I want to use, you know, the terminology of my right. guests, you know. But um, I'm, I'm not going to – I'm not an expert in it, so I'm sorry. But um, – the what I what I've read about Hanukkah, you know, it goes back to you know 200 BCE, where um, freedom fighters reclaimed the temple in Jerusalem, right. um, and um, they wanted to read the Torah. They lit a candle, supposed to be only enough oil for one night, and instead it kept on going for eight nights. Am I correct in this? Correct, you got it. <clears throat> so. But um, so how does that story, you know, inspire you and what does that mean to I, – I know that like Hanukkah is sort of like – I, I, in a way, I feel like maybe it's sort of like the convenient holiday to celebrate for Jews because a lot of Christians are already celebrating Christmas. And so it kind of gets lumped into that when really it's, it's you know, 
it's not the most important holy days for for Jews, right? Um, but what, what is your kind of experience with with Hanukkah growing up, and and what does it mean to Jews today in, in this community? Well, as I grew up, I loved Hanukkah. You know, who could not eight days of presents? You know? <laughs> it's the it's the holiday of the year for us. Yeah. But um, the the actual spirituality of it, you know, that's very relevant today more than ever. And uh, it shows how, you know, a little army that was knocked down and the, the anti-Semites that told us that we are not allowed to celebrate uh, our religion. And there was a small group that fought and won. And the miracle is that, like you said, like one candle that was supposed to only last one night lasted for eight nights. And and that's the idea that, you know, you put that effort and you put that light in and God will mirror that mm-hmm. and make a miracle for you. Yeah. So it's a very it's very relevant to us right now. Um, I love the holiday, you know. We uh, it's a big big deal for us here in Palm Coast in general. Um, a lot of Jewish people um, really enjoy this holiday more than you know. You said it's not the conventional Rosh Hashanah, New Year, or Yom Kippur like a lot of. But this holiday, I think, became uh, one of the forefront because it uh, it shows so much about you know today. It's uh, it's very relevant today. Uh, this idea, and uh, we do have a yearly annual um, Hanukkah event, uh, December 11th. We're having it in European Village, and it's probably the largest. It is the largest Jewish event in Flagler County. The largest gathering. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that that's that's awesome. I went to it a couple of years ago. I remember, yeah. I took pictures, and I met you there. And from what I remember, there was a little bit of trouble getting the candle lit or the the, the ceremonial, you know. Is it called a menorah? Yeah. So I read somewhere that it wasn't a menorah. Like that's kind of a misnomer or something. Is it is a menorah? Though? It's a menorah. It's All a right. Menorah. Well, yeah. anyway, it shows how much my research did. No, you actually you're on, <laughs> on point. There's there's, there's a, reasons to question it, but okay, yeah, it's we'll a, call it a menorah for now. Yeah. Um, but the from what I remember, it was like the, you know the wind, and it's kind of like this practical kind of challenge to actually get it lit. And I remember like Mayor David Alfin was there trying to help you know be part right. of the process. And it just kind of struck me like we're trying so hard to have this spiritual moment. We're all in the right place at the right time, lighting the light, remembering the miracle. And yet these practical things get in the way and kind of, you know, make it like it almost I don't this is this is the wrong word for that moment. But sometimes like our our own attempts get kind of clumsy almost, you know, to try to, to get closer to God what 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 do you what do you make of that you know why why can't we get our spiritual life so that it, it meets our expectations right well let's i like i love the analogy i like how you tied it it's beautiful um yeah it's there's so many times in our life that we're trying to do what's right we're trying to do what it is and then boom you know you come into a roadblock or there's a red light and um for me and what i tell our community and i tell the jewish people is that yes there are roadblocks in life but we always have to remember there is something called God. We have to have trust and faith in God. And we have to understand that he is the arranger. And I always give an example of, you know, I, I drive often a lot every day. Mm-hmm. And um, I know the roads pretty well. So I need to get back, you know, I need to get back to the synagogue afterwards. I'm going to go down Belterre. But I put on ways sometimes. Why? Because I need to see what's happening. You know, if maybe there's traffic, maybe. I can one day say, you know, I'm not going to follow ways. I'm going to do it myself, and I'm going to bump into traffic. You know, hey, what happened over here? Why didn't I follow ways? I would say the same thing. Meaning, as, meaning a digital uh, map. Yeah, digital GPS. maps, Google Maps, yeah, yeah, yeah ways. Yeah. So I, I, 
I try to bring this analogy and say how, you know, sometimes we say, hey, we know the way. I know how to put the candle on menorah. What are you talking about? I do this all the time. <laughs> and then there's this obstacle, but really God has a plan. God is, you know, orchestrating. Maybe there's traffic somewhere. You know, maybe there's, and he gears me the right way, not knowingly. But sometimes we get a glimpse of what the truth is. Sometimes not. But we have to always remember that God's the one. He's the one in command and the one, uh, the arranger. So if God knows everything and he loves us so much, then why doesn't he tell us more? Help us see more into the future. Help us avoid some of these problems. That's a good question. And, um, you know, I wish, I wish it was so simple, that answer. And um, I believe that Hashem, God, use the Hebrew lingo. Thank you. Please keep doing that. <laughs> I believe Hashem um, wants us to work. He wants our effort. He wants us to work. He wants our effort. He wants us to, you know, put our, put our effort in there. And like I said, the more effort we put, God will mirror it. God, we always say God created us in his image. And that's, that's part of it as well. The more effort we put in, God will actually um, reciprocate that. Hmm. You know, I, I, thinking again about the, the lighting and the menorah, the, the miracle of the eight days, um, and I'm thinking, as I mentioned to you before, I kind of wanted to talk about the parting of the Red Sea. And you think about the comparing those two miracles. One seems quite easy you know, <laughs> compared to the parting of the Red Sea. A candle, you know, lasting longer. Um, what, what, do you, what do we make of like a, a small miracle versus a big miracle? What, what do each one have to do with, with us today in 2023? Well, that's a good question. I mean... The miracle of splitting of the sea was miraculous, you know, and it's godly. And I, I actually would, if we're going to get a little deeper over here, you know, it's not the— That's why you're here, right, so we can it. get a little deeper. Yeah. Right, that's what it is. <laughs> it, it's not the greatest miracle, you know. Which, which one? The greatest— The Red not, Sea? The splitting of the sea, yeah. Why? I always think of that as the great miracle. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> it's the greatest miracle maybe we, we, can, we know, we can imagine, yeah. right? I can imagine wa- the wall, the water splitting. But could God do something that's unimaginable? Could he make a square mm-hmm. or circle? Mm-hmm. The answer is yes. That God could do whatever he is. If we limit God to say he can't, then, you know, then that means God's not limitless. And so, yeah, every miracle, there's a lot of different miracles, but it's all godly. It's all God could express himself this way and that way. And when it comes to the Red Sea, which is a miraculous miracle, it's probably the most greatest miracle that we could imagine. Yeah, you know? interesting. Because they're, they're sitting there in front of the Red Sea. Right. The chariots of the Pharaoh are coming behind them. Right. It's crazy. It's a crazy day. <laughs> um, the, and the children of Israel are saying, Moses, why did you take us out of Egypt in the first place? What, what, what is Moses really? Moshe? Moshe, yeah. Moshe. Yeah. So why, why did you even bring us back out here? Right. You know, they're... they're um, it's so hard sometimes, and they just saw the plagues, right? I mean, right. They, they just saw all the the miraculous uh, freedom, the exodus from Pharaoh. Why do we have such a short memory? Why, well, do, why don't we trust? Why didn't they trust that God Hashem would would save them again? Right. The what you're saying is is you know straight on point and. Hasidus, which is um, a section of the Torah called Hasidus, it's a philosophical, a philosophical Kabbalah. It speaks about how the Jews were in a Mitzrayim 
mindset. Mitzrayim means Egyptian mindset. Mm. They were enslaved for many, many years. Yes, yeah, so they had some you know, wondrous times in Egypt, but they still had that m- Egyptian mindset. When I say Egyptian, I mean they were that enslavement mindset. Mm-hmm. And they have, to break, they have to break that. And, and that, that's going to take some time for the, for exactly, the people. Yeah. Exactly. Generational even. Yeah. And, it, you know, and maybe, maybe that's why they were in the desert for so long. Yeah. They had to, you know, break that mindset. And um, so they can, they can go to Israel. And, you know, that splitting of the sea, it came with, it came with effort. It came with, you know, they had to, they had to jump in. You know, the commentaries say actually that the water didn't want to split, didn't yeah. want to split. And um, they waited till they saw Joseph's bones. They took Joseph out of Egypt. And when they saw Joseph's bones, it split because they recognized Joseph was someone that went through a lot. But his effort and his uh, perseverance, that is greater than anything. And it split. So when we put that effort in, you know, the water was split for us. I think we're just going back to what I was saying before. But, um, yeah. Yeah, the effort part is, is interesting. Yeah. The other the – other, I go back to the patience because I'm looking at – again, I'm looking at the – King James Version of the Bible, but what it says here is that Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared. Okay, like it took a long time for right. the for the sea to to part. Meanwhile, they're they're waiting, and God's kind of holding off the Pharaoh at, or the, the the chariots on one side. But it took a while for the miracle to actually happen. Right. More so than in the Ten Commandments, you know, where it just all happens, right. you know, the Cecil B. DeMille version of it. But the that that patience, I mean, I guess maybe the patience is part of just the the, the people had to be changed, and it takes a while to change the people. Well, I would, Why does it take a while sometimes? I think it's exactly <laughs> what we're saying. We circle back is that uh, it takes a while because God wants us to, to make that vessel. You know, if everything was all dandy and great, you know, what's the free choice? So we have to put that, you know, that patience in. And sometimes we do get answers right away. Don't get me wrong. There's miracles that happen everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we don't rely on that. We rely on what's doing, what's, what's right. The other thing that's interesting to me about that is that it was dry ground. Yep. You know, it wasn't like we're we, now walk across here in the muck, <laughs> in knee-deep mud. No, it was dry. Why do you think that matters, that it was dry ground? Hmm. I never thought about that so deeply, but um, I guess, you know, off the cuff, I would say that when we do um, push forward, the miracle that God will make for us will be a beautiful miracle. Mm-hmm. He's going to make it unbelievable for us. And when we push that, it's going to be it's going to be dry. It's going to be easy. He's going to walk through it. And um, it all takes our, our vessel of, of pushing forward. That was off the cuff, right there. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> that's good. The the you know part of the part of the I think the message is that I'm proving to you that I am I am the God among gods. Like the pharaohs, you know, the, the, that that culture was a multi god kind of a society. That this is the greatest of the gods, essentially. What what today it's almost seems like it's harder to get people to believe in any god. Period, um, and you know. Believing in one God is kind of the norm, but what what other gods do we are, are there? Is there analogous? Like, do we do we uh, worship celebrities, or you know, what what kind of gods are we sort of in danger of falling into in, in the same way? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think I understand what you're saying. And I mean, I would say number one is that what you're doing in with Faith and Flagler, I think, is the most unbelievable thing 
that we are able to stop for a second and realize there's something greater. What's greater? God's greater. What God do you believe? You know, we could discuss that. Yeah. Yeah. On another segment, maybe. <laughs> but the fact have a higher, you know, something. You know, the Lubavitch Chabad Rabbi, which is the founder of Chabad, he pushed very much before he passed away, instituted a moment of silence, which I think passed in the Senate recently, mm. that before school begins, they stop for a minute and it's a moment of silence. Does it say what to think about? No. But think about there's something greater, accountability. Know that someone loves you. And yes, we have you know, different um, idols today. Mm-hmm. Um, you said celebrities. I would say you know, materialistic idols, uh, you know, stuff that we you – know, the trend, what's, what's, what's cool we go for. But we have to always remember what's real and what's truthful. It's, it's difficult sometimes. It's very easy to get distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about even like my daughter wanted this certain kind of water bottle. She's in fourth grade. Yeah. Why? Because all her friends had the same kind of water bottle. And that was like stressful to her. Right. It's like what a what a it's it's such an unfortunate distraction, really. Right. Um, but it's easy to get distracted. Tell me about. It. I got uh, <laughs> got a daughter in second grade, you know, uh-huh. and it started already then. <laughs> um, you know, after the uh, children of Israel walk get get across the the sea, um, they stop and sing and celebrate. Uh, the Lord is my strength, is what it says in Exodus fifteen two in the King James version. The Lord is my strength and song. How can how can Hashem be our strength to us now? You know, um, Hashem is our strength to us now. Whether he, we whether we acknowledge he, it or not, He's always there. He's always our strength. He's always uh, there for us. Not always do we see it, but He's always there for us, and we have to have. We have to have a lot of faith in that and, and trust, trust and faith, two different things. We have to have a lot of trust in God and faith in God. And, you know, you said that they were singing and um, they, you know, with the strength of God. Who was the one leading the singing? Do you remember? Miriam. Miriam. And is that, how is it said in, in Hebrew? Miriam. You Miriam. Got it? Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, Moses' sister. Yeah. And uh, that teaches a big thing also is that. You know, singing, dancing. Celebrating, right. I, I think of the Jews as a celebrating people. Right. You know? We try. We try to be joyful. <laughs> try to. You know. That's all the videos you see. You know the rabbis dancing with the you know <laughs> fiddler on the roof. <laughs> but um, yeah, we we have our strength. God is always our strength. He's always there. We have to tap into it, etc. How can we be? How how can we tap into that? I mean, we we go throughout our day. You know, we're driving to work, or we're you know. The, teenagers going to school or maybe I'm retired and I'm, you know, trying to, um, you know, do, do certain tasks around the house. Like what does God have to do with that, with, with those everyday things? How can we stay connected? You know, um, there is a saying in Tanya, which is a, a book which was made by the Alter Rebbe. He's the beginning of the Chabad movement. He actually uh, was in prison because, uh, they, he was spreading Judaism um, early, I think, uh, late 1700s. Either way, he puts he, one of his f- fundamental books are called the Tanya. It's a fundamental uh, book of Chabad. And he has one line. God is close to us. It's in our heart. It's in our mouth. And now we have to work for it. Hashem is always mm-hmm. with us. Every single moment, yes, it might not, 
it might be difficult to get there. But we have to always remember that we are sons and daughters of God. Hashem is always on our side. He is like a father. He's a king and he's like a father. Mm-hmm. And just like a father can't wait to see his child, you know, doing good. You know, a lot of people say you sin, you're, you're doing bad. Think about it another way. When you do good, God is so happy. And we should know that God's always there with us. Every single moment, Hashem is there by our side. Well, Rabbi Levi Izagwi, thank you so much for helping me understand Hashem better. And I hope everybody who's listening, and thank you, everybody, for listening, because building faith strengthens our community. Um, thank you to Douglas Property and Development. Thank you to Big John's Appliances and to Stevenson Wilcox and Associates for supporting the show. Um, I hope that you'll join uh, join me next week again for another episode of Faith and Flagler every Sunday at 9 a.m. Thank you so much. <laughs>